join in praying together, praying in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, it is in your name that we gather this morning. It's in the knowledge that you desire what is good for us. It's in the knowledge that you desire better lives for us. It's in the knowledge that you came and you spent time here on earth, that you, you walked with us. That you share life with us. It is in your name and your story that we gather this morning to be open to your word, to be open to your presence, to be open to what you would change and move in us, that we might be engaged in a deeper relationship with you and those around us. Open us now to your teaching, to your word. Carry forth in us this spirit of worship. All of this we pray in your name. Amen. Let's go ahead and have a seat as we watch the screens. Welcome back to the research labs of Better. Let's join Martin and Julie again on the next day. He actually thinks I'm going to give him a tip. Didn't he just say he's trying to put his kids through college? Yeah, what a sucker. It's like watching a train wreck. Fun. Let's see what it looks like with Better. No, keep the change. Aw, that's so sweet. You're helping him put his kids through college. I'm a sucker for those stories. When life hands you choices, choose them. There you go. When life hands you choices, choose... Better. We've been talking about choosing better in life and, and how we can allow our choices to become better so that our lives might reflect better, right? And so we've talked about a variety of things. We started with one day. Better is one day in the presence of God and allowing our lives to be better when we get engaged with God. We talked about better is, is, is when we grab hold of what truly matters in life, right? There's a whole bunch of other stuff we can chase after, but our lives get better when we really focus on what matters. And last week we talked about you know, choosing, choosing and allowing our choices to be made based on Christ, based on, on Jesus and who he is and what he's done for our lives. And that when we do that, we, we, when we base our, our decisions on Christ, he is the wisdom and the power of God is what we learned last week, right? And so we enter into wisdom when we allow our choices to be dictated by Christ and what he's done for us. Well, today we're going to continue with better. And today, the idea today is that life gets better when you have a better reputation. Life gets better with a better reputation. So I wanted to start today uh, by uh, engaging with our verse. Here it is, Proverbs 22. We've been challenged that we're going to be memorizing these verses, right? Pastor Bob laid it out in the very beginning. We've been carrying around. Have you got your cards? Let's see, do I sell my card? Yeah, I got mine. Okay, right? Okay. So you've been carrying around your little cards. You've been carrying around your pocket. You've been whipping them out all week, and you've been memorizing your verses. I trust that you are. Well, here's the upcoming verse for this week, and this is what we're going to be talking about. So let's start our memorizing of this verse for this coming week. Let's start it by reading together Proverbs 22. Read with me. Here we go. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than than silver or gold. Indeed, reputation is to be held in high esteem. It is something to be valued, right? It's something to be valued. So we're going to be talking about 
reputation. So I'm going to uh, pause, and I just want to, want to start off by kind of this question of, you know, what's your desired reputation? You know, what, what do you want to be known for? What's your desired reputation? And go ahead, if, you, if you're a young person out there, and you whip out your phone, go ahead and tweet right now. Go ahead and tweet. I'm going to tweet mine. Yeah, you didn't know this was going to be part of the service, did you? You're all looking at me like, pastors can do that up front? Yeah, so I'm going to tweet for me what I really feel like, you know, what, what do I want to be known for? What's my reputation? What kind of reputation do you want? And I'm going to invite you the rest of the week to, uh, if you don't have your phone now, if you've got an app later on, do it later. You've got it on your uh, handouts. So I'm doing it right now so it's got a timestamp so you all know. Okay, I just did mine. So there you go. There's your invitation. There's your, your challenge for the week is to continue memorizing this verse and think about this question of what, you know, what is your desired reputation? And go ahead and post that on the Facebook, uh, throw it up on tweet so we can kind of share together what are our desired reputation, okay? Well, I learned the value of reputation, and I, I learned when I started really caring about my reputation, I can remember the exact moment in time when I started caring about my reputation. Uh, it was in sixth grade... It was at 11.15 a.m. You laugh. Why was it at 11.15 a.m.? Because I was carrying something of great import. I was carrying my lunch tray. And I was walking into the lunchroom where I would be eating from my lunch tray. And this is when I began to really care about my reputation because everyone knows, everyone knows where you sit in the lunchroom. Right? Right? Yeah, the lunchroom is like this place where, where in sixth grade, I so vividly remember this, walking into this place, and, and, my, and my reputation kind of dictated who I could sit with, who I would talk to, where I would go, right? And so there were the athletes table, didn't go there. There were the cool people, didn't go there. Uh, you know, and then there were kind of the class clowns, and I wasn't that funny, so I didn't go there. So I learned, though, that my reputation kind of preceded me, and that based on my reputation, my reputation matters because of the way that it, it allows me to interact with others, right? And so you've got to know something. You're going to find out something about your pastor this morning. In sixth grade, uh, I was, well, my mom always said I was cute and adorable. She'd still tell you that. But you've got to picture this, this scrawny little kid. Not much has changed. But I had circle glasses, these little, like, Harry Potter-style glasses, and I had a comb-over. Not much has changed. But I had circle glasses, I had to come over, and, and everybody knew that I hold, held open, I was trained right, I held open doors for girls from a young age, right? Mom made sure I knew that one. And so that's kind of, that was what, what people, but what really dictated my reputation, what people really knew me for, <coughs> is this. I broke the all-time reading record three times in sixth grade. Yeah, hold your applause. I know. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. I broke three times. I broke the all-time reading record in sixth grade. And that's because, you know, I walked around everywhere with a book. I was just, I just always had a book in my hand. I'd go everywhere. I'd sit down. I'd have time before class reading a book. I'd go outside, and I'd have a book in my back pocket. I would try to play basketball with a book. It's why I wasn't very good at athletics. But I always had a book with me. I'd go home, and I would read. I'd bring a, a book to the kitchen table. Mom would tell me to put the book down. They'd 
yell three, four, five times, uh, you know, come, come eat, come eat, come eat. And it's always because I had a book in front of me that was taking my attention. I was known, my reputation was that of being a bookworm. That was my reputation. You see, the choices and the decisions that I was making at that time and point in my life, to carry a book, to read a book, to break these reading records, that's what formed and shaped my reputation. And I learned a profound principle through that. It's truly a profound principle. And that is this. My behaviors... My decisions to carry a book and to read, my behaviors related to reading, that influenced my reputation. And this is true across the board. Whatever behaviors you engage in, that is what's going to shape and inform, that's going to impact your reputation. You know, throughout life, I do certain things, and some of the things I would do would be really positive. And as a result of those behavior, those positive behaviors, my reputation would move in a positive direction. However, I've also done things in my life that were more negative. Right? And as a result of those negative behaviors, those negative choices, my reputation moved in what direction? It became more negative. And that's because behavior influences reputation. You know, if I, would, if I would go to your coworkers and your family, if I would go to those around you, and I would ask, you know, what is his reputation? What is, what is she known for? You know what they'd tell me? Is they would give me examples of your behavior. They would give me examples of your behavior, how you tend to act. Oh, he is always late. Well, that's a behavioral comment. Uh, she is so generous and compassionate. Those are, those are behavioral comments, right? Because behavior informs our reputation. And so someone who is generous and kind and compassionate, who stops and listens to people, will have a generous, kind, compassionate reputation. And, the, and, and the, conversely, when you have a negative behaviors, that will generate the negative reputation, right? And this is true for all of us. But, but you know what's really insightful is this is actually true not only for humanity, this is true for God. God's behavior influences God's reputation. God's behavior influences God's reputation. What God does, what decisions he makes, how he does things, that's what really shapes and informs the way in which we understand him, his reputation. And so, you know, it's fascinating. I was actually reading just earlier in my quiet times, so I'm reading through the book of Exodus. And it's in the first part of the book of Exodus. Exodus is a book in the Bible. It's, uh, it's, it's in the Old Testament. It's towards the beginning of the story. And God comes to a guy named Moses. He goes to this guy named Moses. He says, Moses, I'm going to do some awesome things through you. And I'm going to do these spectacular, amazing, awesome miracles through you so that everybody will know my reputation, that I'm a powerful God, that I am an awesome God. And even more than that, Moses, I am going to rescue your brothers and sisters who are currently slaves right now. I'm going to rescue them. And I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to deliver them from bondage. I am going to bring them to a place of satisfaction and peace because I want my reputation 
as God, I want other nations to look at you and look at what I've done in your lives and know that I am a good and loving, gracious God. God's reputation is based on his behaviors. He knows that. God himself knows that. Now, another important factor in all of this is what I call a rub-off reputation. Rub-off reputation. And uh, all the parents are getting a little nervous. You're squirming. Because you know where I'm, what I'm about to say, and that is rub-off reputation is, is that not only, this is fascinating, not only do your behaviors influence your reputation, but the behaviors of those that you associate with, those that you surround yourself with, those that you are in relationship with, will actually influence your reputation. So, again, parents, kids are, kids are a good example of this. If you have a kid who's really well behaved, that will rub off on your reputation. Conversely, the opposite is true as well. If, if, if you have a child who uh, dwells in negativity and struggles and is rambunctious, that's going to rub off on your reputation. Why? Because reputation is informed, it is influenced not only by your behaviors, but the behaviors of those you associate with. Teenagers, young people, this is hugely true for you. You know, when you're tempted to go to that party... And you know there's going to be underage drinking, maybe some smoking, a little pot going on, right? And even if you know that you're not going to partake in any of it, when the police show up and you get busted, even though you may be clean, those that you associate with, those who you are surrounding yourself with, their behaviors are going to influence your reputation. Christ followers, those of you who claim the title of Christian. Why does God want you to have a good behavior? Why does God want you to have good reputation? Yeah, why are we even talking about that? Because your behavior, your reputation, rubs off on God's reputation. Our behavior influences not only our own our own reputation, but, but God's as well. You ever met a Christian that you don't like? Yeah. How did that rub off on God's reputation? Pretty poorly, didn't it? A lot of people are hurt by the church. And as a result of being hurt by the church, it rubs off on God's reputation. The Apostle Paul, he talks about this. He, he tackles this directly. There's some people who come to him and say, hey, uh, you know, Apostle Paul. Paul's this big teacher guy in the early church. He's big name, right? Big name for a Christian. And, and, and this church comes to him and says, hey, Paul, God loves us. So does that mean we can do whatever we want? And so Paul says, no. No, you can't do whatever you want. Because, because even though you are forgiven and loved people, your behaviors are going to, to, to rub off on God's influence, God's reputation. And so, so you need to be living in a way that is according with the teachings of Jesus Christ. You need to let your life be reflective of how God desires you to live because your behaviors in claiming uh, to be a Christian are going to rub off on Christ. He goes as far as to say, look, you are ambassadors. You are Christ's ambassadors. 
God is making his appeal through us. Comes out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You are a walking, breathing extension of God's reputation. You carry forth God's reputation. And that's why you know, the way in which you live your life matters. Because of how it rubs off, not only in, in so much as it informs your own life, but it also informs God's reputation and God's ability to touch other lives. Leads me to my second point, actually, and that is, as behavior influences reputation, reputation influences relationship. Reputation influences relationship. Moms, if you have a reputation with your child for lying, how does that impact your relationship with your child? Sisters, if you have a reputation for missing your siblings' events and not supporting them, how does that impact your relationship with your siblings? Man who is out there sitting and listening right now, if you have a reputation for drinking too heavily, how does that impact your relationships in your family and even potential future relationships? Teenager, if you have a reputation for dressing promiscuously or using bad language, how does that influence introductions to a potential boss or a potential college recruiter? You see, you see your reputation influences your relationships. Wife. Wife, how does your reputation for sticking up for your husband and supporting his decisions, for praying for him, how does that influence your marriage? Son, how does your reputation for having integrity and, and a good work ethic, how does that influence your parents' trust level, your, your relationship as a son to your parents? Christian, how does your reputation for serving those in need impact your neighbor whose family just lost someone and wants to know that somebody out there cares? Church. Church. How does our reputation for caring, for invitation, for hospitality, for generosity, how does that impact our relationship to our greater community? You see, your reputation influences your relationships, both present and potential, future. And so, that's why God cares so deeply about his own reputation. And he cares about your reputation. It's because God desires to be in relationship with this world and with the people of this world. He desires to be in relationship with you and with your neighbors and with your community. And God knows that reputation is important because of how it influences relationship. I mean, come on, honestly, you know, if God has a reputation for being this harsh, judging boogeyman who's hiding behind a door waiting to jump out and throw a lightning bolt at you, do you want to be in relationship with that kind of a God? No. No. I wouldn't either. 
That's why God cares about his, his reputation is because he desires to be in relationship with people. And so he wants to, people to, to understand his relationship is, you know, I care about the poor. I care about those who are suffering. I care about those who are struggling with addiction. I care about marriages. I care about parenting. I care about you and I care about your life. And I desire to be in relationship with you. I desire to walk with you, to forgive you, love you. And encourage you. That's the kind of God we have. And we can look back at his behaviors and see throughout history with, with, with Moses and, and, and all the way through with the Hebrew people. All the way through. And you get to Jesus and you see the same thing. That love, that care, that, 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 that God would come and be with us and forgive us and, and, and draw close to us. And he does it today. If you would stop and you would pause and you would ask the people around you, what's God's reputation in your life? Here at Christ Church, we know God as a loving caring, gracious God because of what he has done in our lives. And as a result, it impacts, it influences our relationship with him and his relationship with others. Ultimately, Ultimately, we arrive at a place where we understand that just as reputation impacts relationships, relationships are the thing that impact life. I mean, right? I mean, think about, think about your life, and you, you think about having a better life. You think about having a, a more positive, a, an uplifting, a satisfying life. Look at your relationships. Look at your relationships. Your coworkers, your spouse, your kids, your, your family, all of those that you interact with, that you, you play with and have fun with. And how are your relationships doing? Because your relationships are the thing that informs and influences your life. How is your relationship with God? What does that look like? Do you know him as a God who loves you and forgives you and wants what's best for your life? Because that relationship is going to shape and influence your life more than any other relationship. Relationships most deeply influence and satisfy life. And so there's, there's this kind of domino effect. Do you see it? Kind of this trickle down what, when, when, you choose, when you choose to engage in better behavior, when you decide to, to make choices based on Jesus Christ and make wise choices about your life, and, and, and you choose to, to live in such a way that your behavior reflects the same kind, you reflects the God who loves you, your reputation will get better. And as your reputation gets better, it's going to lead to better relationships. And better relationships are going to be leading you to a better life. This is why it's so important that we take time and talk about our reputation. It's because of the way it interrelates with the rest of our lives and the way that it interrelates with God and God's activity in our world. So once more, I would ask you, what's your desired reputation? 
What's your desired reputation? What do you want to be known for? When people ask about you, when they go to your coworkers and say, what, what, what's this person's reputation? What kind of person is this? What do, you want, what do you want your friend to say? What do you want your coworker to say? And, and if you find that, that, that you're in a position right now where you feel like your reputation is tarnished and it's not where it could be, it's not where it should be, the good news is that just as you change your behaviors, your reputation can and will change. As you change your behaviors, your reputation will change. And as your reputation changes, your relationships, your life will change. So I beg you, this morning, this is just practical stuff. This is practical, good teaching. The Bible is just chocked full of good, practical, applicable stuff. Like this, guard your reputation. Make wise choices in the way in which you behave because of the way that influences your reputation. And as you choose to have a better reputation, that will lead to a better life. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Care about your reputation. Steward your reputation. Ask yourself, what am I known for and what do I want to be known for? Not only in how it reflects on me and my life, but also my God. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. I'm going to wrap up with prayer. And let's see, I'm going to see if anyone tweeted. I'm going to pull in our tweets. There we go. Yes, excellent. All right. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God to, to lead us in having these kind of reputations. He's going to lead us in this kind of a reputation. So would you please pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, Jesus, Lord, we come before you this morning and we ask that you would move us to make wise decisions, wise choices, that our behavior might be good, better, and that in turn our reputation might be better. Lord, we desire to be people who, who steward your reputation well. That, that when people talk to us and interact with us, that they understand what kind of God you truly are. We ask that, our repu uh, that for our reputations, we might be known as being kind to others. That we might live for others instead of ourselves. That we might be like Jesus. That we might be people of integrity and promise. Lord, we ask and we pray that our reputations might reflect your goodness and your grace. Move in our hearts this morning. 
elevate our lives to that better place. Elevate our reputations. That we might be your ambassadors in this world. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.